Hello, and welcome to Bichette's Disease Uncensored, a podcast to openly and honestly discuss this lovely autoimmune disease. I'm Alice Michaels, and I'll be your host. In this episode, I'm going to tell you about five home remedies I've used that have made dealing with Bichette's disease a lot easier. But before we get to these home remedies, I want to make two things perfectly clear. Number one, I'm not a medical doctor, and this is not medical advice. I'm just telling you about my research and my personal experiences. And number two, not only is this not medical advice, it's no substitute for medical advice. So go see a doctor if you're having any serious Bichette symptoms or any symptoms at all. Now that we've gotten that disclaimer out of the way, I can tell you about some of the home remedies I've used for various Bichette-related ailments over the years. But what exactly is a home remedy? Merriam-Webster defines a home remedy as a medicine made with ingredients available at home. I'm going to offer a slightly different, 21st century friendly definition. A medicine made with ingredients available in stores or online without a prescription. So all the home remedies I'm going to tell you about, you can find online and in stores. People have been using home remedies for millennia to treat every ailment you can imagine. Infections, broken bones, pain, arthritis, skin problems, and a million other things so it's perfectly natural to use home remedies. Now that we've defined what home remedies are, let's jump right into our list. The first home remedy I'm going to tell you about is called Kratom. Some people pronounce it Kratom, some pronounce it Kratom, some pronounce it Kratom. As far as I can tell, there's no single correct pronunciation. Kratom is a plant that grows naturally in several parts of the world. It's been used in traditional medicine for centuries to treat pain, improve mood, reduce anxiety, and more. And over the past 15 or so years, Kratom has become very popular in the United States. Millions of Americans use it for chronic pain, anxiety, depression, and to reduce opioid use. I discovered Kratom about 10 years ago. And let me tell you, it's been a game changer. The first time I tried Kratom, I was blown away by how well it worked. It gave me the same level of pain relief I'd only experienced from prescription opioids, but with few of the side effects. The scientific name for Kratom is Mitugyna spicoisa, and it belongs to the same family of plants as the coffee bean. While not an opioid itself, Kratom works on some of the same receptors in the brain that opioids do, but it does so in a milder way. This gives Kratom many of the same benefits of opioids, but without the severe side effects. I was on prescription opioids for nearly a decade. After coming off them, I tried a number of home remedies for pain relief. Out of everything I've tried, Kratom is king. Not only does it reduce pain, it also improves my mood and eliminates excessive anxiety. And unlike prescription opioids, Kratom isn't sedating. In low doses, it actually has a mildly stimulating effect. You can consume Kratom in a variety of ways. Traditionally, Its leaves were either chewed and swallowed or used to make Kratom tea. While a lot of people still use these methods, I prefer to take Kratom in either capsule form or mix Kratom powder with Sunny D or orange juice. It has a very strong taste, which I don't particularly like. Some people do, but I don't. Mixing it with Sunny D makes it easier for me to consume. You can find Kratom in a lot of convenience stores, vape and smoke shops, gas stations, and other brick-and-mortar stores. It can also be found online from several vendors. 
I could go on and on about how great Kratom is for pain and other Bichette symptoms, but we need to get on with the list. So let's move on to number two, L-theanine for anxiety. Anxiety might not be an official symptom of Bichette's disease, but they often go hand in hand. In fact, studies show that people diagnosed with Bichette's have more anxiety than their healthy counterparts. This isn't all that surprising. How could having a body that attacks itself for no reason not be anxiety-provoking? From my mid-teens to my mid-twenties, I was prescribed a variety of anxiolytics, aka anxiety reducers. The only type to work were benzodiazepines. These include things like Xanax, Clonopin, Ativan, Valium, and many others. While benzos definitely work, they come with a long list of side effects, including sedation and rebound anxiety, not to mention they can be highly addictive. For many of the same reasons I decided to get off prescription opioids, I also came off all benzodiazepines in my mid-twenties. But I needed something for my anxiety, so I tried a number of different substances. Most of them didn't help at all. However, a couple of them did. One is ashwagandha, which I'll tell you about in just a minute. And the other is L-theanine. This is a non-essential amino acid that's found naturally in green tea. L-theanine, often just called theanine, was first discovered in 1949. Since then, it's been the subject of over 500 scientific studies. These studies show that theanine is able to reduce anxiety without causing many of the side effects prescription anxiolytics are notorious for. It's so safe that the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, has granted theanine GRAS status. That stands for Generally Regarded as Safe. This designation is only given to substances that have plenty of evidence to demonstrate their safety. The first time I tried L-theanine, I didn't expect very much. At that point, I tried several home remedies for anxiety, and none of them really helped. Theanine, however, did help. It definitely cut my anxiety down by a huge percentage. And unlike prescription anxiolytics, theanine didn't make me feel all tired and sluggish. That's one of the biggest things people like about L-theanine. It can reduce anxiety without being sedating. Personally, I find that it allows me to think clearer because it cuts down on the background noise in my head. I don't find it stimulating like a low dose of Kratom, but I don't find it sedating like prescription anxiety reduces. L-theanine is usually taken in capsule form and is available in many stores including pharmacies and supermarkets. And it can be purchased from a number of online vendors including Amazon. If you're looking for something to help reduce anxiety, definitely check out L-theanine. And if you're looking for something to help with both anxiety and depression, check out the next remedy on the list, ashwagandha. This is a plant that's been used in traditional medicine for centuries. Ashwagandha has gone by many names, winter cherry, Indian ginseng, and its species name, Withania somnifera, among others. Traditionally, Ashwagandha has been used for anxiety, stress relief, increasing fertility, slowing premature aging, and more. Modern research is slowly catching up to all the claims made by traditional medicine about ashwagandha. While more research is needed, preliminary studies have been encouraging. They've shown that ashwagandha just might do a lot of the things people have been claiming for centuries. For example, over the past 10 years, Studies have shown that ashwagandha improves fertility and boosts testosterone levels in men. 
two benefits of this interesting plant that traditional medicine have claimed for centuries. But we're not talking about men's health. We're talking about Bichette's disease. Personally, I found that ashwagandha helps with anxiety, overall stress, sleep, and even my mood. And unlike L-theanine, ashwagandha generally doesn't start working right away. While some people notice a reduction in anxiety after just one dose, for most people it takes a couple weeks of daily use to notice ashwagandha's full benefits. Not only have thousands of ashwagandha users raved about its anxiety-reducing and mood-boosting properties, several studies have also backed up these claims. These studies have shown that it can reduce stress and anxiety, improve mood, sleep, and overall well-being, and is very safe. I've used ashwagandha a few times during different points in my life. When I felt especially stressed, it's helped me to feel a lot more at ease. Within a week or two of starting ashwagandha, I always feel better. It puts me in a better mood, helps me sleep, and definitely knocks my anxiety down a few pegs. While L-theanine is probably a better option for acute anxiety and stress, ashwagandha works great for chronic stress. And like L-theanine, ashwagandha is usually sold in capsule form. I haven't seen it in many brick-and-mortar stores. However, ashwagandha is widely available online, including at Amazon. The last two home remedies I'm going to mention are both things I've used to treat Bichette's-related skin problems. The first is one that maybe you've heard of, apple cider vinegar, or ACV for short. Over the past 5 to 10 years, apple cider vinegar has gotten a lot of attention. ACV advocates claim it can do everything from help you to lose weight to lowering your cancer risk. To be clear, I'm not claiming it can do those things. But I do claim that, when used topically, ACV has helped me to get rid of several Bichette's-related skin problems. Most of the recent hype surrounding apple cider vinegar involves drinking it daily, often several times a day. I've never drank ACV and I don't plan on starting anytime soon. But I have applied it topically in attempts to treat a variety of Bichette's-related skin issues. Sometimes it didn't do much of anything. Other times, it worked wonders. Maybe five to six years ago, I developed a back full of cystic acne, aka bacne. At first, it was just a couple of lumps, but over the course of a few months, my entire back filled up with ugly and awful painful cysts. I had my primary care physician put me on an antibiotic. This wasn't my first bacne experience. In the past, antibiotics have helped. This time, they didn't. After doing a ton of research into topical home remedies, I found a few things that looked promising. One of those things was apple cider vinegar. Within days of starting to apply diluted ACV to my back, it started looking better. I noticed that I hadn't gotten any new bumps, and the ones that were there were getting smaller. Since then, I've used ACV to treat several skin issues. Some Bichette's related, some not. Years ago, I had a wart in a not-so-great place. I'll let you use your imagination to figure out where. My doctor put me on a prescription cream that got rid of the wart initially. The cream burned like crazy and it took some of my skin around the wart with it. But eventually the stubborn wart returned. Instead of going back to my doctor and doing another round of skin burning cream, I decided to try apple cider vinegar. For several weeks, I put an ACV soaked cotton ball on the wart and secured it with medical tape, letting it sit overnight. After a month, the wart was completely gone and the skin around it was just fine. 
the wart never returned. Nowadays, whenever I have a new skin problem, ACV is one of the first treatments I consider. There's no question in my mind that it's useful for at least a few conditions. However, there hasn't been much research into ACV's effects on skin ailments, Bichette's related or otherwise. But there have been studies showing that apple cider vinegar does have antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral properties. The only downside of topically applying ACV, you end up smelling like vinegar. While I don't particularly like the smell, I find it's a small price to pay for such a safe and effective way to treat a variety of skin problems. You can find apple cider vinegar in most grocery stores and online at Amazon and elsewhere. And that brings us to our second home remedy for skin, and the fifth and final one on our list, witch hazel. Sometimes known as winter bloom, or by its genus name, hamamelis, this is a plant that grows naturally in North America and other parts of the world. Witch hazel has been used to treat a variety of skin problems in traditional medicine, including Native American medicine. Of all the home remedies I've talked about, this was the last one I discovered. I've only been using witch hazel for the past couple of years, but I wish I knew about it in my teens and twenties. It's been helpful for a number of skin issues including cystic acne, rashes, pimples, and more. Witch hazel has been scientifically shown to have anti-inflammatory, antioxidant, and antiviral effects. Additionally, it's also been shown to reduce skin irritation, soothe sensitive skin, and reduce itching, redness, pain, and swelling associated with hemorrhoids. The scientific community has a lot of good things to say about witch hazel, and that research goes a long way in explaining why I've had so much success with it. One Bichette symptom I've successfully treated with witch hazel is cystic acne. At one point or another, dating back to my early teens, I've had it just about everywhere on my body. Throughout my high school career, I'd get big, red, sometimes golf ball-sized cysts on my face. Some of them were painful. All of them were embarrassing. Fortunately, once I got into my 20s, the facial cysts became less and less frequent. However, I do still get them occasionally. Most recently, I got a cyst on my right cheek last year. It was the first one I'd gotten since discovering witch hazel. I started applying witch hazel to the cyst several times a day. Within just a couple days, the cyst stopped growing and actually began shrinking. A couple weeks later, it was completely gone. I've also used witch hazel for minor acne, rashes, and other mild to moderate skin problems. It definitely makes zits and rashes go away quicker. Witch hazel is now my go-to whenever I have skin issues, which is quite often. Bichettes can cause lots of skin problems, and I feel like I've experienced them all. But I also feel like every time Bichettes couldn't possibly have any more skin symptoms to throw at me, a weird rash, lump, bump, or other blemish will appear out of nowhere. Like apple cider vinegar, witch hazel comes as a liquid. However, unlike ACV, which often needs to be diluted, witch hazel is mild and can be applied to the skin as is. Its effect is the opposite of irritating. It's soothing. Now, whenever I notice a new pimple or rash somewhere on my body, I splash a little bit of witch hazel on the area a few times a day. It doesn't always make them go away faster, but it often does. Witch hazel can be found at most grocery stores and online at Amazon and elsewhere. And this concludes my list of five home remedies I use for Bichette's disease. These definitely aren't the only home remedies I use for Bichette's, 
but they are five of the safest and most effective. If you have Bichette's or any other autoimmune disease and have found any home remedies not on this list to be helpful, I'd love to hear about them. You can leave a comment on my blog at ellismichaels.com or hit me up on Twitter at ellismichaels9. And if you're interested in learning more about my Bichette's journey, I wrote a book about it. It's called Finding Happiness Through Pain and Embarrassment, My Life with Bichette's Disease, a memoir, and it's available wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. For Bichette's Disease Uncensored, I'm Ellis Michaels. Take care and be well.